I'm consistently consistent. Hello, and welcome back to Inconsistently Consistent, the podcast where we talk about nonsense. My name is Rachel. And I'm Melanie. And how are you doing today, Melanie? It's been so long since we last spoke. (laughs) So long. Maybe not even a full 24 hours. (laughs) I don't even think a full 24 hours. Yeah, not even a full 24 hours. I don't know how you got along so well without me. Oh, it was a struggle today, man. Like, my motivation for work was non-existent. Like, I did (laughs) shit all today. Yeah, I I felt the same. I was, you know, I texted you quite a lot, actually, while I was working. Mm -hmm. Working with quotation marks around it. Yeah, I did actually have to do some work. I had a client who wanted to run an off-cycle payroll. For those of you who don't know, I work in payroll, so I run payroll for mid-sized companies, and they wanted to run a bonus run, so I had to do that today. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, I have a terrible boss. She is horrible. She works me to death. I, you know, We have fights every day. <laughs> yeah, She's also me. <laughs> I am my own boss. We have discussions every day about whether I should fire myself, but it never seems to stick. You know, I would be a little concerned if you decided to fire yourself and then somebody shows up to your office and there's no one there. Um, well, I, f- I keep thinking I'm going to fire myself. <laughs> the problem is, how will I replace myself? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I like to joke though about it, about how my boss is such a bitch. Yeah, it's, how, I think it's a great you know, joke. Like, I joke about that everywhere I go, right? Like, so I'll be at like the hair salon, and mm-hmm. people will be complaining about, you know, oh, work was so hard today, and all this, right? And oh my gosh, it's just such a grind at work. And I'm like, yeah, my boss is such a bitch, and I, I couldn't get off work till late tonight, right? And people will look at me and be like, oh my God, your boss sounds terrible. And I'm like, yeah, she is. She's a real <laughs> slave driver, and I'll do all this. And most people who don't know me, and they ask me where I work, and I'm like, I work at a law firm, yeah. And I tell them the name of it and everything, they're like, she sounds horrible. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what's your name? And I'm like, my, I just tell them my name, and they're like, that's the name of the law firm. I'm like, yeah. And then they put two and two together, and then they also, they go through the confusion on their, their faces. A shocked look. <laughs> you won't believe how long it takes them to put two and two together that it, it, all of it was a joke. Can you see the wheels in their head turning? I had that happen today. So we had a virtual team lunch today and my boss was reading us some really bad dad jokes. (laughs) And she said um, one of them, which was, you know, what did the scarecrow get an achievement for? And the answer is he's outstanding in his field. Mm. And my coworker was sitting there and I, she had her camera on, and I could see her face, and she was trying to process <laughs> to put it together. So I just 
casually asked her, I was like, uh, you good there? You, you, you got to figure this out. I can see your wheels turning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of wheels turning. Um, so I was out with my dog one time mm-hmm. and I was at the airport actually. Mm-hmm. And people talking to my dog sometimes really starts to bother me. You know, mm-hmm. when you're trying to train your dog, And you're just, you're fed up with people going, oh my God, what a cute little puppy dog. And it's just, it's like, can you just leave me alone? Especially because I'm an introvert and I just, I I don't like people most of the time. (laughs) So I'm just like, leave me alone. I'll come to you when I want to see you. And I have a, like a hundred pound German shepherd. He's a big boy. And at that point, yeah, he's a very big boy. His name is Eli. And he's very dramatic teddy bear of a dog who's scared of everything, like chihuahuas. Very, very sensitive boy. But anyway, so we're like in the airport doing some training, just having a good time. And I'm just done with everyone. I'm just done with being bothered by everything. And this woman comes up to me and she's getting down in his face and she's going, oh my God, what cute little puppy. Oh my God, she's so cute. And I'm just fed up with life. So I said, I'm sorry, he doesn't speak English. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Right? He's, keep in mind, he's a German shepherd. So he only sprechen the Deutsch. Yes. And she goes, oh, what language does he speak? And I said, German. And she goes, oh, do you speak German? And I said, no. And then she said, well, how do you communicate with them? And I said, a lot of pointing. <laughs> and she just looked at me. And she, the, the look on her face was like purely like she wanted to understand me. Like she had no idea that I was fucking with her. <laughs> right? And at that point, a little part of me felt a little guilty. Because... <laughs> I was just pissed at this point and not at her because, you know, like at that point she was not the problem. Like she was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. Mm -hmm. I had had a really shitty day. Mm -hmm. She had not done all of that to me, but this was like five o'clock in the day. And it it was a just kerfuffle of a day. (laughs) Right. And so I was just livid. (laughs) So I chose violence. (laughs) I always choose violence. (laughs) So I was just done, right? And then she's like, so I'm like a lot of pointing, right? And she's looking at me and she's like, oh, okay. And she's like nodding and like trying to think. And she's like then trying to communicate with Eli with pointing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, (laughs) like, okay. Little part of me is like, should I tell her I'm fucking with her? Or should I just keep going? Mm -hmm. And so, no, I just turned around and left. Just just stormed out of the airport. That is amazing. I know my sister's one complaint about getting a dog. My sister has a, he's not 50 pounds yet. He should be 50 pounds. He's a little underweight. So she's starving him. Not really. She's not starving the dog. Do not go find her. The dog is fine. 
<laughs> but you know, he's supposed to be at 50 pounds. He's at 48, I think. Um, oh he's my English- goodness. Two pounds I under. I know he's an English Springer Spaniel and she brings him out in the work field with him. And her one complaint is because her dog, Bruno, my loving fur nephew, <laughs> loves people that he will always go up to someone when they're out on a walk. And my sister hates talking to people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's forcing her to be more social and she does not like that at all. Yes. I understand this as a fellow introvert. I don't like this either. And Eli is like, oh my God, let's say hi to the people. Yes. Bruno's like, I want to say hi to this person and this dog. And let's say hi to this stick and Mm -hmm. this pile of snow because I like to chase snow because I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, Eli's taken to shoving his head into the snowbank like an ostrich. (laughs) Bruno does that too. (laughs) Yeah. Like butt up in the air. Yep. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's like to cool themselves down. No, I think it's just a weird dog thing. Because <laughs> yeah. when it's I was up funny. there for Christmas, I spent the holidays with her. We, I would literally go outside to play with him and I didn't have to have a ball or anything. I could just throw snow in the air and he was happy. Does he try to catch it? Yes. With, like with his teeth? Yes. Yeah, Eli does too. <laughs> They're adorable. They're adorable weirdos. <laughs> that does bring me to an unpopular opinion, though. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. those who are listening, we're discussing unpopular opinions. So, <laughs> like my segue. Come for us if you will, at us if you want, but we will fight you on your opinions because mm-hmm. you're wrong. Because I do have the unpopular opinion that cats are better than dogs. <sighs> I know. I do. I love, I love animals. I'm an animal Mm -hmm. lover. I love cats. I love dogs. I love anything with fur. I'm a fluffy animal person for Mm -hmm. sure. I have a dog. I have three cats. I would steal all of the animals, but I do prefer cats in general, like their personality wise. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have a preference because... I have met some nice cats and some asshole cats. And I've met nice dogs and asshole dogs. Like all of my friends who have dogs, the dogs are good. Ridley's neurotic, but that's just a Ridley problem. <laughs> um, and that's a nice dog name too. I like that name. Yeah, he's he's a Nova Scotia duck toller. He's beautiful. Um, my old roommates that I lived with, their cat did not like anyone. And that See, thing I love, I love asshole cats, right? I because I'm an asshole cat of a person, <laughs> right? I just relate, right? Like that, fuck you attitude. I just relate to that. That is just that's my heart and soul, right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never got to meet Celine, my sweet baby chunky princess. She was not an asshole of a cat. She was very loving and she loved everybody that she came across. And Hexa, who I have now, is the complete opposite. And will only, she only just started letting me hold her for a bit longer. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, her nickname is Demon Floof. 
(laughs) (laughs) I've got three cats. I've got Bells, who's 13, and she's like a pit bull in the body of a cat. And she has cancer now. Mm -hmm. She has throat cancer. She has these big tumors in her throat. And she's like at the end of things right now. But she's she's doing okay Mm -hmm. right now. She's not in any like problems. We're just like Mm -hmm. taking it as we go. But she's chugging along. You wouldn't know Mm -hmm. anything's wrong with her. Mm -hmm. And then I've got Spinelli, who's (laughs) seven now. And she loves all people and hates all animals. Oh my god, she is seven. Gee, she's the same age as my car. Yep. She is loves all people, hates all animals, and must be picked up like a baby. <laughs> like you're going to burp a baby, or she is very offended. And uh, then there's Peanut, who is... Uh, Eli's going to be four, so she's five. And... She is like the dumbest inbred little shit you've ever met. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's nothing going on in that brain of hers. It's like the Wii music. <laughs> right? Just like do, 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 do. Just stupidity yep. all over. Like, God love her. She's so pretty. She's so cute. And she's so sweet, but stupid as shit. Right? <laughs> like, she is the cat that climbs up to the like highest things falls off like tries almost pops her sh- like i think she dislocated her shoulder at one point oh my god climbed up and did it again over and over and i was like i gotta take you to the vet can you stop doing this like, i'm gonna have to strap you down just so you don't keep doing the same thing to try to kill yourself <laughs> like she didn't learn that that was bad right it's just like Dear God, you're so cute. You're so such a little sweetheart, but you're stupid. Yes, you are stunned as me Yes, that's why we call her Peanut. She's cute, but she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's Eli, who is a 100-pound German Shepherd, which is basically just a cat that barks at <laughs> this point. <laughs> and you will be four this month. Well, also, so I was home... Um, and by home, I mean Newfoundland in July last year. Yes, that was last year. And my sister was home with her dog. I almost said with her Bruno, but I guess that's <laughs> the same thing. And I, uh, me and Melanie tried to get Bruno and Eli to meet each other and be friends. And Eli was not having it. And Bruno was looking at him like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I'm half your size and you're acting like I'm going to attack you. <laughs> yeah. Eli got bitten by a little dog and he has been traumatized. And Bruno's not even a small dog. He's a medium sized dog, but I guess that was too much. No, we've done a lot of work with Eli to get him not uncomfortable around dogs now. Like he's good as long as the dogs are on other, like on leashes, mm-hmm. but dogs off leash or dogs like playing off leash is really triggering for him. Mm -hmm. But dogs on leash, he's really cool around. Interesting. It's probably because like little animals and stuff. He's totally fine with. Oh my God. He loves cats. (laughs) I brought him, I brought him over to see um, a family friend who has uh, four, uh, what are cats without fur? You know, those those ugly ass hairless ones. 
Yes, they are ugly ass. The Sphinx one. Oh, unpopular opinion. Sphinx cats are ugly. Yes. They also kind of creeped me out. But Eli became, like, obsessed with them. And then they became obsessed with him and wanted to, like, be all over him. No. And, like, climb on him and play with him and play with his tail like he was a toy. No. And he was like, okay, I'm down with this, but just don't play with my tail. No. You can do whatever, just don't play with my tail. No. So he was just like, I'll be I'll be on board. Now my sister wants those hairless cats, and I'm like, why they look like rats. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. And she not a fan either. She thinks they're so cute. I'm like, they are disgusting to look at. Have you seen a hairless cat? Like, look at them. Yeah, they kind of they kind of scare me. But now that I've been in the same room with them, less scary, more just, please don't touch me. Yeah, that would be I've weird. held one. Oh, why would you do that? It was not by choice. Oh. They yeah. passed it to me. I had no choice. It was either that or drop it. Oh, I would have dropped it. <laughs> it was a kitten. I couldn't. I don't care. I would have dropped it. <laughs> drop it on a couch or something and then go wash my hands 50 times. If I dropped it, Eli would have picked it up with his teeth. Oh, definitely. That's what he's trained to do. <laughs> I drop things, he picks it up. <laughs> I didn't want to risk it. Didn't want to risk it for the biscuit. Okay, we should we should move on because we've been stuck on this one. Yeah, we've been stuck on this one for a while. <laughs> Give me one of yours. Okay. Um, hmm. I ha- so my unpopular opinion is all country music sounds the same and i hate country music okay and let me let me let me explain every (laughs) single country song has the same twang of my wife left me my dog (laughs) ran away my chevy truck broke down she got them long legs and the blonde hair and the daisy dukes (laughs) like get if you're going to write a country song. You forgot song, about the whiskey. You forgot and, about the whiskey. Yes, and they have whiskey. Like, get creative. Literally, all of them sound the same. They all talk about the same thing. It's either, like, my wife left me or my wife left me for my best friend or something. My dog ran away. There's always a Chevy truck mm-hmm. or GMC, mostly Chevy, never Ford. Mm-hmm. Also, to throw in, I think Ford is far superior of a truck. Fight me at me. <laughs> <laughs> F-150s. F-150. That's what, yes, F-150s. Mm-hmm. I think, like, country songs, not a fan. I don't like country music. Very few country songs have I ever heard that I've all, I've ever been like, oh, I could actually listen to that and, and enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't listen to enough country or have heard enough country that I could be like, have a decent opinion on that to actually really be firm on. But... Yeah, of what I know of country music, I'm pretty much on board with you. (laughs) I've been subject to way more country music than I would like in this lifetime because a lot (laughs) of my friends like country music. And I, every time they play it, like I make a stank face when I'm in the car and they're like, what, you don't like this? I'm like, no, can we listen to something Mm -hmm. else? And then they'll throw on Taylor Swift, which another unpopular opinion, I hate Taylor Swift. (laughs) Okay, I don't agree with you there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I do not hate Taylor Swift. 
I do enjoy some Taylor Swift. No. I do like Taylor Swift. Okay, that's a lie. There is one song I like by her. Two songs, and that's it. Okay. What the what are these two songs that you can get by liking? Exile with Bon Iver Iver. Okay. And I did something bad. Mm. That is the only two I can get <laughs> Because by. you did something bad by liking Taylor Swift? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me put this in. Co- so I was in my fitness class last night. I'm doing pole fitness, which is a lot of fun. 10 out of 10 would recommend. And there's a class at the same time that's a bunch of kids. And they were playing. I can't, I d- can't remember the Taylor Swift song on repeat. And we could hear it because our studios are next to each other. And I literally was standing there like, this is my nightmare. Mm. This is my personal hell. I think it was <laughs> like, um, oh, my God. It wasn't You Belong With Me. Love Story. Yes. That one. That one. And I was like, this is my nightmare. This is my personal hell right now. I like Taylor Swift as a writer. First of all, mm-hmm. I think she's a really good songwriter. Mm-hmm. I like lyrics. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I respect that. And I respect her as a businesswoman. First mm-hmm. of all, put that out there. Uh, there are a lot of songs by her that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't like the ones that are very, very country. And I don't like some of them that are really, really, really pop. Mm-hmm. There's some that I just I don't know my my main musical taste is more rock and hip-hop and punk goes pop is my favorite thing a lot of Mm -hmm. the Taylor Swift stuff I love a lot of the Taylor Swift uh, songs done as covers in punk style Mm -hmm. they make really good covers Mm -hmm. right but I do enjoy Taylor Swift yeah that's some in some some I'd say probably like 75% of her repertoire I'm on board mm-hmm. with, but yeah, more than there's, my some stuff. <laughs> there's, there's some, there's some stuff I am not into. Yeah. I have friends who absolutely love her. And when she released her new album or whatever the fuck she released, mm-hmm. that's all that she was sending through voice notes and singing. And her husband was like, can you please stop playing this song? I was like, I agree with your husband. You need to stop. (laughs) I also though, unpopular opinion here, or maybe it is popular. I don't know. I don't think people should be pushing their musical tastes on other people. Yes, I agree. Right. If I like something and I know that other people don't like it. I'm not going to push other people to listen to it. Right. See, my issue was I was outnumbered with mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the group chat that we have, I would say three out of the five of us like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Grace does or not. I have not asked her, but I know Cassie, Victoria, and Matresa all like Taylor Swift. So I'm outnumbered automatically. Mm-hmm. So I have to be subjected to Taylor Swift because they're sending it back and forth to each other in the group chat. Like, oh, my God, this song. Can you believe Jake Gyllenhaal kept the sweater, the scarf, whatever it was? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a good song, though. All too well. No. It is. No. That's a good song. I'm sorry. This is the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of musical stuff, though. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I didn't have this on my list, but you just reminded me of something. Okay. So my dad is a really big Celine Dion fan. Mm-hmm. And I really hate Celine Dion music. <gasps> no. Yeah. But and she's a Canadian treasure. Yeah. And it's not any fault on her part. It is mostly, mostly like, you know, like operant conditioning happening in my household. Mm-hmm from my family and it's trauma that we need to talk about Rachel (laughs) we'll do do that as a bonus episode where I dissect your trauma (laughs) so basically my dad's obsessed with Celine Dion Mm -hmm. and I have been forced to listen to that music and because So I have problems with authority and I hate people telling me what to do. (laughs) So when people tell me you must do something, my immediate gut reaction is no, I will do the exact opposite. (laughs) So, and that's what I want to do with everything. So when I'm being told, here you go, this is being put on the car. When you're forced to stay in the car because the car is moving 100 kilometers an hour down the highway on a three and a half hour drive, when you're <laughs> you know, stuck in the car with your parents on a road trip, and you're forced to listen to Celine Dion for these three and a half hours, and you can't exit the vehicle. All Melanie wants to do is throw herself out of the vehicle. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is why I hate Celine Dion. <laughs> well, your dad would love the TikTok trend going around with Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. People are doing these dramatic reenactments to, um, oh, I can't remember the title of the song, but it's one that's like, baby, baby, baby. When you Rachel, 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 <laughs> I will have to leave this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stay. You don't know about this. <laughs> you didn't even like the song she did for Deadpool 2? I can take that one. Okay. I can take that one mostly because Deadpool dances in the background. Yes, that music video is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I never had to listen to that one as a child. Okay. And uh, it, it didn't have like the conditioning as a child right so i don't think it's mostly it's her voice it's the songs so songs i've heard her sing like released later Mm -hmm. there's also a song i think uh lexi showed me my friend lexi she showed me one that um i think it was will i am or something celine dion did one with him or something okay or it's some someone popular that she released a song with in the past like Eight, nine years in our adulthood mm-hmm. has been released. And so it would be outside of the trauma sphere of our childhood <laughs> <laughs> that um, it was released. So I've listened to that. It would not ever end up on my, like on my Apple music or anything, mm-hmm. but it did not create any, you know, feelings of trying to throw myself out of a moving vehicle within me. <laughs> okay so we'll have to dissect that on a bonus episode yeah i don't know what we can call that episode melanie's trauma (laughs) oh you don't want to get into that 
<laughs> oh no, I do. Trust I'll me. I have to have my therapist on. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> oh no. You'll have to introduce you to my other therapist. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and Chelsea would get along. Yeah, I could feel that. Uh, mm. Speaking of therapy, <laughs> I'm her funny client. Um, I'm applying to do my master's in counseling psychology. Mm-hmm. And I had to request a transcript from Mun. Ah. Unpopular opinion. Transcript should be free because I paid you 20 grand already. Yeah. Don't charge me 10 bucks. I know it's only 10 bucks, but still, don't charge me 10 bucks. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. They should give me multiple copies of my diploma because I already lost my first one. Melanie. It's not my fault. You mean you don't have it up on a wall somewhere or in your office? I had it once. So my bachelor's degree was on a wall Mm -hmm. in a frame before I went to law school. Mm -hmm. And then I went to law school and then it disappeared. Mm -hmm. So in my office, I have my law school diploma and the stuff that says, hey, Melanie's a lawyer, and she can be a lawyer and do stuff for you. But nowhere does it say I graduated from Mun with a bachelor's in English. And I, I still have yet to pay for to, like, get them to print me a new one. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I, I feel like I lost it in the move. Mm-hmm. Or I might have left it at my old work. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I brought it there. Oh, you won't be getting that back. I don't think I brought it there, maybe. I don't know. So for the listeners who will listen to this, Melanie has ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also a black hole for paper. (laughs) So, which is why my law practice is mostly paperless. And I have an assistant who knows to keep all the paper away from me. So as soon as any paper needs to be signed or anything, she I sign it and then she takes it from me so that I can't <laughs> lose it. Yes, that is uh, yeah. good, 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 good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they should. I mean, I think it's probably more expensive to get a copy of your actual diploma. Oh, yeah, they're going to charge me for it. Mm-hmm. But one of these days I will get them to print it again and then I will pay to get it framed. Oh, I did not pay to get mine frame. I just went and bought a frame and put it in myself. Yeah, but the the one I got from law school was in a really awkward uh, size. Mm. So I couldn't get any of the frames that fit it in like, I couldn't get any standard frames. I had to go get a frame made. And so they charge you like a stupid amount of money for it. Okay. But I think the Mun one was actually just like a dollar store frame because it it was just like the size of a sheet of paper. Yeah, the Mun one, I have my Mun one up on my wall and it's in just a regular picture frame that you can get from like the dollar store or Michael's Mm -hmm. if you're feeling fancy. I don't feel that fancy. (laughs) I think mine's from Michael's actually. So because my mom wanted me to get a nice frame to put it in. You know, the majority of my frames up on my office stuff, I've got like all these frames of stuff up there 
Mm-hmm. They're all dollar store frames except the law school diploma one, and they all look the same. So mm-hmm. the law school diploma one, I think I've had to pay like a hundred bucks to get Oof. that frame made. Yeah. And it looks the exact same as the like $2.50 ones from the dollar store. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, why? It's, it's, it's stupid. Absolutely stupid. Mm-hmm. It's very stupid. Yeah, most of my frames are dollar store ones, and it's because like my ex bought a lot of them to hang up pictures, and when we broke up, I kept it. Yeah, stick it to them. Legit. Keeping the dollar store picture frames. Keeping the dollar Take store that. picture frames and throwing out the pictures you took. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture to burn. Except for the one of Celine. <laughs> You didn't catch my Taylor Swift reference. I, why would I catch that? I'm going to just throw them in now. Okay. I know you won't catch them. <laughs> oh okay. Also, just because you're talking about a boyfriend, I just, I was trying to think up, you know, uh, unpopular opinions. And I thought, I'll just Google thinking, trying to like spark my memory so I can think of what I could jot down for this. And one popped up was your boyfriend should not stop you from finding your husband. <laughs> I thought it was that was hilarious. <laughs> right? Like, get out of the way, boyfriend. I have to go find my husband. <laughs> and obviously it's not you. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'm still keeping Tinder because I'm looking for my husband. You stay over there, bitch. <laughs> Oh, this, uh, that reminds me of a a friend of mine. Unfortunately, you know, they have a, they have a, a partner and they have a kid and he was unhappy and was on Tinder. And I was just like, why? So when you say he was unhappy, you mean the partner and not the kid, right? No, the, my friend was unhappy. The kid didn't, the kid was The kid was really unhappy, so we got yeah, on the kid Tinder. was on Tinder. The the toddler's on Tinder. He's on Todd <laughs> Todd <Tot> Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder for toddlers. <laughs> That's how you make toddler friends. <laughs> Are you tired of your regular daycare friends? Get toddler get Tinder for toddlers. <laughs> You can meet cooler daycare friends. <laughs> meet all the sexy toddlers down at the at the gym. <laughs> at the general no. gym. I don't like that. <laughs> Speaking of toddlers, unpopular opinion: leashes for toddlers. Let's get that product on the market. Listen, you can get leashes for them. People just aren't okay with the idea of walking your toddler. <laughs> hey, you know how many times? I have been out with my dog, just hanging out, and toddlers have come running over with their grabby hands, grabbing (laughs) my dog's tail, grabbing his teeth, grabbing his face, grabbing his ears, and my dog is, like, real chill about it, okay? He won't bite. Mm -hmm. He's, like, looking at me like, can you make this stop? Because I have the patience of a goddamn saint, but this is too much, right? So they're just all the grabby hands, but they're also like running the fuck away. And I used to be a lifeguard, right? So I have 
picked up the toddlers from running off and diving into the pool in the deep end where they can't fucking swim. And that's when they drown. And I'm the one that had to pick them out before they drowned. Okay? Leashes fix these things. That's why we put them on dogs. And cats sometimes. Yes, I've also put them on cats. Yeah. I think we should just put them on toddlers. (laughs) Right? If you can't hold your toddler, put them on the leash. I'm not saying put like a collar. That would be inhumane. Harnesses. Just get like those backpacks you see, you know? Yes, you can get them in assorted colors. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, get them with all the cool characters, costumes, real fun. Mm-hmm. Just saying, like, some people are not about it, but I think that would be just way better for everybody. Definitely, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have toddlers running out into traffic if they were on a leash. Yes, It would very save true. toddler lives everywhere, and toddler lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> and also, another unpopular opinion, I don't want children. Which is probably a good spinoff of why I want toddlers on leashes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I'm i indifferent at this point about it. Like, I had a dream last night that I had a husband and kids. So, you know, like, just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, me and my friends uh, talk about this all the time. Because I know one in particular gets bombarded with comments about how great it is to have kids and how come you don't have any yet blah 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 and she's like no I don't want any yet I don't even know if I want any I want to travel once we're allowed to travel I'm like yes we need to travel because we are still young despite what society says about women that apparently we expire at 35 like a milk curtain exactly because apparently we can't have kids past 35 (laughs) yeah Look, we got some best before date printed on us somewhere. And like, you don't even need to have your biological kids. There's plenty of kids in foster care that would love to be in a family. Like, especially older ones, because people don't typically want the older ones. Yes, get yourself a nice 17 and a half year old. Get them while they're fresh. (laughs) Right? Ideal age. Because they're potty trained. Yes, you get them then. 17 and a half. Six months, they're done. <laughs> Send them out the door. I was thinking like preteen, like 10, 11, you know? You could do that too. And you can be like uh, a role model and help them and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the foster system is like overworked, mm-hmm. right? There's so many kids there that need good families. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people having kids just because people are telling them that they have to or Mm -hmm. that they should like the point of life isn't just to have children you don't just have to reproduce just because people are saying you need to reproduce Mm -hmm. just because you can doesn't mean you should yeah if you don't want to have kids you don't need to have kids Mm -hmm. and like some people just say well like some people have said to me like well, who's going to take care of you when you're old? And I'm like, well, that's why I'm trying to make money. So <laughs> I can pay someone to do it. You don't just like pop out a little slave to take care of you when you're old. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're having a child so that you can then make them take care of you when you're old. So you can like use that as like leverage. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like I took care of you when you were a baby. So now you have to take care of me when I can't take care of myself. Like Mm -hmm. that sounds fucked up. Yeah. And I think people sometimes have kids because they think it's going to fix marriages. So other unpopular opinion, having Mm -hmm. one kid or a second kid or even a third kid is not going to fix your broken relationship. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. that kid glue is not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Kids aren't glue. Horses make glue, not kids. Yes, Kid, yes exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, you just, it does, and then it just gets bad for the kids because they're stuck in a toxic situation and they see all that. And like, kids learn very young about that and they tend to imitate the behavior that they see because they think that's how a relationship is supposed to be. Exactly. And that just like add like more kids adds more stress, mm-hmm. right? Because it's hard taking care of kids, mm-hmm. and then more stress, and then more agitation, and then that just can trickle down to the kids, and then like you're not creating a better environment. Mm-hmm. You're just adding more problems. Yes. And I mean, sometimes maybe sometimes it can fix it. Maybe one one in a million. Maybe one in a million it'll fix. But <laughs> I have not seen this. And no, I've seen I see many. I do family law. I see this a lot. Doesn't fix it. Never mm-hmm. seen one fix. Yeah. I would say I have not seen it fix anything yet either. Mm-hmm. So like you said, one in a million, maybe like mm-hmm. 0.5 in a million. Yeah. I have yet to see it. Well, yeah. And you, as you said, you deal with it on a daily basis. So you would have first... Mm-hmm hand experience about that and then people trying to stay together for the kids oh no yeah and like they're like well we gotta stay together for the kids because that's what's best it's like no that's not that's not good either Mm -hmm. just throw in the towel and try to make it work as co-parents separately yeah best thing you can do and just go from there because hating each other together and trying to deal with that that's not a good environment either no be like can you tell your father to pass the pepper (laughs) mom i'm four mommy i four what's pepper (laughs) what's pepper (laughs) pepper pots from iodine (laughs) okay so kind of unpopular opinion i don't like guardians of the galaxy you don't? I don't. Oh. I I do. I like the soundtrack more than anything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big, like, classic rock type of fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also, I also like, like, the humor of it. But mm-hmm. of the Marvel franchise, not, not, like, up in my faves. But I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I like the, the Groot and the, the Rocket. No, I love it mostly. No, I, I don't like them. It's, I can't get into them. I've tried. It's just, I don't like Guardians of the Galaxies. I might attempt to watch the newest one that's coming out because I think Thor is going to be in it. Mm -hmm. And I'll love me some Thor. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, no, can't get into them. Don't like them. I didn't know that about you, though. Yeah. I didn't know that about the Guardians of the Galaxy. I knew you weren't a fan with Deadpool, which I... Oh, yeah. I know Deadpool as well. I'm very upset about you not liking Deadpool, because Deadpool, my fucking favorite, the Merc with a mouth, 
I goddamn love him. Rachel? Yeah, sorry. There's just people walking by, so I was just... Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it cut out or something. No. Um, yeah, no, I don't... I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. See, I don't understand how you don't like Deadpool. Because I feel like me and Deadpool have a lot in common. So I need you to explain how you don't like Deadpool, but you like me. I think I haven't given Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I mean, I don't murder people, but I feel like Deadpool and I have very similar senses of humor. Um, I think Deadpool I probably haven't given a fair shot, so I probably do need to try that again. Because do you like Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Okay, because Ryan Reynolds is basically Deadpool without the mask. Mm -hmm. Or the scars, pretty much, at this point. Yeah, I think I might have to give Deadpool another try at some point. And I feel like we should address it in a podcast. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'll have to do an apology (laughs) estate. Yes, Melanie's trauma, and Rachel rewatches Deadpool and apologizes to Melanie <laughs> for disliking Deadpool and potentially disliking Melanie because her and Deadpool have similar senses of humor. Yes, and kind of on that note as well, unpopular opinion about the ending of Endgame, so spoilers if you have not seen it. I, Your muffs if you haven't seen it. Yeah, just skip <laughs> this if you haven't seen it. I don't think that Steve and Peggy should have ended up together. Oh, yeah. You mean his, like, trip back to the past? and Yeah, so when he's returning all the Infinity Stones back into their moments, I mm-hmm. don't think he should have stayed in the past. I think he should have come back. Okay, but then that would made it made it a problem for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. No, because he could still pass on the shield to Sam and he could just go off and live on the moon with everybody else. Who's living on the moon? Didn't you know that's like a a theory thing that people think Steve is living on a moon base. Oh. And like that's, apparently yeah, but that's, that's where everybody there. think he did. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like he could still come back give Sam the shield to pass on the mantle because he could be like, you know, I've done my time as Captain America. Mm -hmm. And then he could go live on the moon. Uh, I think he had to go out of the series somehow to give the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show arc that, Mm -hmm. like, to pass that over finally to Sam. But I don't, I feel like it had to go that way. Like the writers were going to put it that way either way. But there's no need to put it that way. Cause like he met Peggy for what? A total of maybe like five days. And then he was like, this is the woman that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Like he could have gone back in time and just not gone to found Peggy. Maybe he could have spent his time just finding Bucky instead. Mm, but then Bucky wouldn't have been with them during the whole endgame thing, right? Like, he would have disrupted the whole timeline. Yeah, but they were supposed to be together till the end of the line, and Steve broke his promise. 
Yeah. He, he totally fucked over Bucky. He 100% fucked over Bucky. Like, I mm-hmm. I am a Bucky stan. Yes, same. <laughs> like, really big stan. Um, I I just think that, you know, he he spent so long trying to find him and prove that he was, you know, changed and help him. And then when they're finally together, Steve is just like, nah, I'm going to leave you for this girl that I met for five days. Have Mm -hmm. fun, Buck, living in a world without me. Yeah. And Bucky's just like, dude, what the fuck? I, you know, see, I just, I see it from, like, I don't like it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I see why they did it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it it's just the easy out from a writing perspective. Right? Because mm-hmm. it, it ties up everything in a good way in the sense of a writer and keeping the story moving. Because it leaves Bucky troubled and mm-hmm. gives us that, like, conflict for him going forward. Mm-hmm in the series and leaves that trouble between him and Sam. Mm -hmm. Then it gives Sam the arc of becoming Captain America. It gives uh, Steve his like happily ever after with Betty. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But anyway, it gives him that. And then it also gives him the get a life thing from like Tony doing Mm -hmm. that. Right. So it retires him out of the story in a way that fans may or may not like, but, like, trying to give him a happily ever after on a, like, arc to close him off and, like, box him up, tie the bow on it, and ship him off, right? Mm -hmm. So that people will be done. Mm -hmm. Same way that they, like, killed off Black Widow, kill off Stark, right, and finish off his storyline with a child and everything. Mm -hmm. And basically they're just tying up loose ends and starting off new art. So Mm -hmm. from a writing perspective, it makes sense, even though it doesn't give people what they want. But if, if Steve was still around, Bucky would be able to move past his trauma faster, Mm -hmm. right? Because he'd have a buddy taking Steve out of the picture means Bucky has to suffer which makes a good story for the fans to watch. Does that make sense? Oh, you write one book and suddenly you're an expert on all this. Uh, Okay, bitch. I've been writing since I was like five years old. First of all, you can't finish a fucking novel until I was like 28. But here we go. I mean, it makes sense. I just think it, it was definitely a cop out by the writer's part, you know? Yeah, it's... It's like, just they could like, have given him a heroic death like they did with Tony. Yeah, but, like, heroic death would also have given Bucky closure. Would it have, though? Yeah, because it would have been end of the line. Oh, that's true. Copping yeah. out. Yeah, copping out and being like, I just left you to go have my happily ever after and said, fuck you, Bucky, mm-hmm. gives Bucky suffering. I spent three... No, hang on. Two movies mm-hmm. trying to find you and bring you back to me because we're best friends, or so we, uh, so Bucky thought they were best friends. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, nah, fam, I'm out. Yeah. And so now Bucky has to deal with the guilt of hating Steve's decision. Mm-hmm. Right? 
and but knowing that Steve got to have a happy ending and having that twisted conflict of being happy that Steve was happy, but mm-hmm. also hating the fact that he like hates the, that Steve made that choice, mm-hmm. right? So that adds more conflict, which adds more intrigue for the watchers, mm-hmm. right? It's just endless plot. It's writing. It's just. Yeah. It's just more. It's just like. Good, good writing. Good job, writers. Mm-hmm. Sell more tickets. Put more asses in seats. Yes. Put more America's asses in seats. Yes. Also, I've watched a couple of the interviews, and anytime I hear America's ass now, I just think of um, the guy that plays uh, Sam talking about his ass and going, the round brown. Oh, Every yeah. time he talks about yes. his ass. <laughs> the round brown man i love their interviews they're so good he's like yo i relate to cinderella because she's broke can i borrow 20 dollars?" <laughs> i love him he's so funny oh so good so good yeah the two of them together mm-hmm. that is almost worth it to me mm-hmm. just because i think the two of them as the cap and bucky mm-hmm. going forward that is is going to be like the buddy cop marvel movies that yes. we need <laughs> yes yes i agree um also- this is totally turned into the marvel podcast now <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna grab the wheel and do a sharp turn to game of thrones right now <laughs> okay. unpopular opinion Bran should not have ended up on the throne wait he didn't end up on the throne though yes he did no, it turned into the fucking democracy. No, but he still ended up as, like, the one in charge. But it, like, ended up as a council. But still, he was at the head of it. He should not have been at the head of it. He did fuck all for the last, like, four seasons of that show. He got possessed by, like, a raven. Yeah, he got possessed. He took over Hord- oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Hodor. Hodor. And that's all he did. And he did nothing to, like prove that he was good enough yeah well i've got so many problems with the ending of game of thrones Mm -hmm. right after like i think it was the second episode because it was after Arya kills the night king Mm -hmm. everything went downhill Mm -hmm. in that last season right because Arya killing the night king excellent right Um, right perfect um sansa becoming the queen of Winterfell, the Queen of the North. Mm-hmm. That was great. I was yeah. on board. Yeah. And then the whole, you know, Khaleesi going nuts and becoming mm-hmm. the Mad Queen. Mm-hmm. Now that is, if you want to talk about sloppy, lazy writing. Oh my God. Oh, excuse me, George R.R. R. Martin, and your non feminist ways. Oh, <laughs> ew. Like, right? He took all this time to build up this wonderful mm-hmm. feminist, like, badass queen mm-hmm. who was, like, breaker of chains, beating the shit out of everybody, mm-hmm. and then just, like, destroy her mm-hmm. in a season. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. And then they had to go, yeah. And then they had to go room Jon Snow, too. Oh my god, don't even talk to me about that. <sighs> you know what else pissed me off about that season? 
Jamie and Cersei should not have died together. No, yeah, why did they get a weird they like got a redemption love story thing? Yeah. yeah. Like th- they should have died separate from each other. Yeah, like we didn't need like the redemption incest romance thing. Mhm. It's not supposed to be cool. Right, right. It's not supposed to be like, oh yeah, this is so great, yay, woo. What's sad is because I ended up liking Jamie towards the end of the series because he did a real character development. You know, he grew yeah. and stuff, and then they literally ruined it by him leaving Brienne, which also pissed me off. The fact that he left Brienne to go be with his sister, who was like horrible. Yeah, I also. I also don't remember what happened to Tyrion now. Tyrion sad. survived. I think he's like on the council with Bran or whatever. I'm doing a rewatch of Game of Thrones right now, so I'll let you know when I get there. Yeah, but Tyrion was one of my favorites. I like Tyrion. Right? Yeah, love Tyrion. He's hilarious. And I didn't like Sansa at first, but as the series went on, I did yeah. end up liking her. And I'd like I rewatch excuse me rewatching it now and i was like man i forgot how much of a bitch she was the first yeah. two seasons she was she was really like a weak character in the mm-hmm. beginning mm-hmm. so like the fact that she went like a full like this strong arc of becoming this like badass mm-hmm. and becoming this strong character was was great i liked aria from the start right like she was this little spitfire mm-hmm. that really took off for me yeah i liked her from the start too i did like daenerys from the start but then when they started to unravel her her. unravel her like especially after her servant i can't remember her name yeah but after she got killed like that's when it just like switched yeah when she started there was like the scene where she started like having um the dragon blow fire on the people like Mm -hmm. the citizens Mm-hmm. when she wasn't like uh distinguishing between soldiers and like townspeople yeah it was like right after that servant got killed yeah i think that was like the real big turning point of uh, i think especially like john at that point was like oh she's gone like that yes she's really gone yeah and also john fucking his aunt but you know yeah yes because we went from ooh incest in season one to yes fuck your aunt (laughs) right season eight (laughs) right we did we were like no cersei jamie ew and then we were like yeah daenerys john get it yeah and that's why they probably put cersei and jamie back together because they thought like to die together and they were like remember what you thought in season one remember that's why john is gonna kill her now because now you're on board with it we want you to suffer it was all to fuck with us i kind of feel like it was a bit of a cop out the way john killed her uh uh something just random there's a song called power that the weekend put out Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on the album for the last season of Game of Thrones, and it was released before the the last season of Game of Thrones came out. And it had like there was a couple of features on it as well, mm-hmm. the song, and it actually specified how Daenerys died. Oh, by getting killed by by John, and that she died looking up at his face in it. And I said to my hairdresser, I was like, I showed, played her the song, and I said, 
this sounds like exactly because it was like talking about wind and fire and ice mm -hmm. and snow and stuff and it sounded like and i was like this sounds like john is going to kill daenerys mm -hmm. and it actually predicted it mm -hmm. i will send you the song after yeah now i want to listen to it. i feel like i have heard that song mm -hmm. but it's probably been a while since i've listened to mm -hmm. it and i was like did they really mean to send this out like before the series i don't know maybe they did right and then i was like or am i just nuts <laughs> <laughs> i just fully lost it <laughs> like daenerys yeah. <laughs> oh okay let's move into me thinking something uh, let's talk about titanic oh my god right there was room on the door Yes, there was room on that door. There was room on the door, people. Yes, she sh could have shimmied. She should have she shimmied. He could have gotten on that door. And you know what? She was real, like, do you see how fast she was like, bye, bitch, you can drown? Like, yeah. She seemed like real quick to be like, <laughs> bye. For someone who was like, I'll never let go, Jack, she was like, never mind. Yeah, she was like, oh, bitch, you don't seem to be awake anymore. Get off. I'm going to just let you float mm -hmm. into the Atlantic and die. And also, for those who think that there wasn't room on that door, uh, there would have been an excess of room on that door had she just uh, shut her mouth and got on the damn lifeboat in the first place. Huh? Oh, my God. She should have gone on the lifeboat. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? Because there was room on that for her. And because then there would have been a whole ass motherfucking door. Because women there. and children. Yes, and uh, she was a woman. Oh my god. Right? Just mind blown. Right there. Right? Just spitting hot facts here. Just people doing stupid shit because they're in love. Ugh. Right? She's like, oh no, sorry. No, sorry. I can't leave you because I love you so much. I well, met you like two you days ago. Him, you would say, I will get on this lifeboat. You get off however you can. Right? Instead of, no, 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 we must die together. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know who also died together over stupidity? Romeo and Juliet. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Let's see that one out there. Speaking of that, I seen a TikTok the other day where it was doing, like, Romeo and Juliet. And, you know, she's about to um, stab herself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this situation could be avoided if she had a sassy gay friend. <laughs> and this guy comes in and he's like, girl, you've known him for two days. <laughs> She's like, but I love him. He's like, girl, you're 14. You don't know what love is. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't know what love is. <laughs> you're 14. Yeah. Also, I hate how people are always like, oh my god, it's such a beautiful love story. And I'm like, excuse me? No, 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 no. It's a cautionary tale. It's a tragedy. It's in the title. The full title is The Tragedy of Romeo and Juliet. It's not mm -hmm. the greatest love story ever told. Mm -hmm. The greatest it's love story tragedy. ever told is um, uh, <laughs> Elf. <laughs> no, it's Beauty and the Beast. Okay, right? yeah. Isn't that the one that they call the greatest love story ever told? Um, I, mm, sure. I don't know. Isn't that what them in that movie? 
it's a love story. I don't know if it's the greatest love story ever told. I thought that's what they said in the movie. I don't know. Maybe Jack. No, Jack Frost is the greatest love story ever told. Frosty the Snowman, the greatest love story ever told. You could just say it in front of everything. And it would, and people would be like, "Yes, ah, tear. It's the greatest love story. It warms my heart." Silence of the Lambs, the greatest love story ever told. But not a single lamb. Not a single lamb. (laughs) Okay. Also, the Notebook. Oh, don't even talk to me about the notebook. I hate the notebook. Same. What's romantic about that? Nothing. Dementia? <laughs> what the fuck? Dementia's sexy. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Sparks, get off your fucking high horse. Another one of the things that my dad has put me through. Okay? <laughs> my dad, such a big fan of Nicholas Sparks, right? Mm-hmm. Loves Nicholas Sparks. And Nicholas Sparks is like, what's romantic? dementia for the notebook right what's romantic a walk to remember terminal illness right so romantic i I, will i just love to watch people die (laughs) great i will say because i am an emotional ass bitch i did cry watching the notebook i did as well but that doesn't mean i like it (laughs) you know what i watched the notebook I watched A Walk to Remember. I cried. I enjoyed the movies. I will not watch them again. No. Okay? The majority of the movie, I was enjoying. And then they get to the dementia part. And I'm like, why are we doing this? You could have stopped this before the dementia part. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're all good. And then you get to the dementia part. And it's like, really? Really? You had to go this far? Yeah. Um, also, I creepy oh. part about the the notebook because I found this part. Oh no. I forgot about it until this popped up when I was looking up stuff about the notebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ryan Gosling's character builds a house for his ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. a decade after they split mm-hmm. when she's married to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like imagine your ex-boyfriend just building you a house 10 years after you split up and you haven't had any contact with him. Just a thinking that you're just going to marry that you're just going to move in with him, just like expecting it. <laughs> and you just like see him on the street and he's like, "Hey, I built your house." And you're just like, "I have not seen you in 10 fucking years. What are you doing?" And he's like, "Here's your key." And you're like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "I have written to you every day. If I'm a bird, you're a bird." And you're like, what the fuck? You should be in a mental hospital. Yes. And I say that as someone with many mental illnesses. Yes, as somebody who also has, well, I just have a mental illness, but it is pretty bad. It destroys my life. <laughs> um, I have I have letters after my name, both that I've earned and ones that I have not earned. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yes. <laughs> um, another kind of movie unpopular opinion so i love harry potter love harry potter love it mm-hmm. i don't support jk rowling and her no, no. Don't all her bullshit her. going on right She's now with terrible all her person transphobic bullshit yeah um i feel that they should have included the quidditch world cup in goblet of fire mm-hmm. 
I know a lot of people are like, oh, Quidditch, I don't want to see it. Listen, when I first read that book, when I was 10 or however old I was when that first book came out, and I read that Quidditch match between Ireland and Bulgaria, mm-hmm. I was so into it. And I was like, this is riveting. Like, Crumb gets his nose broke and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And when the movie was announced and released, I was like, okay, I'm excited to see some Quidditch, some really good Quidditch. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't happen. Yeah. And I was sitting in the theater like, wait, where's my Quidditch scene? Yeah. I've been, I've been waiting for this. I want to see some people play Quidditch. I'm still not over it. This was over, t- like, this was probably 18 years ago or whenever that first movie came out. I don't know. But, like, I'm not over it. Yeah. I, I forgot that me. that was, f- like, fully, like, thought out in the book. Yeah. There was a whole Quidditch match. There were so many details. I think it was, like, for mm-hmm. at least either a chapter or half a chapter. Mm-hmm. But I was so excited. I remember, I remember they had, like, the detailed about the like the mascots mm-hmm. and how they would come out and had the like their like dance routine and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they didn't even thing, do right? that. They did a stupid cop out for the yeah. they had the Irish people, they did some sparklers and a leprechaun mm-hmm. danced and then like the Bulgarians came through and no, because in the mm-hmm. book they had like the Vila dance and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I would have liked to see some Quidditch. I would have loved to see some Quidditch. Yeah. I am upset about this i never even thought of that but now that you've said it i i wish we could have saw that <laughs> and that's something like even in the other movies we didn't get to see much quidditch mm-hmm. like in the the older ones like the first and second one we saw a couple of quidditch matches mm-hmm. a little bit not much mm-hmm. but in the later ones we never really saw much besides a couple of little like quick scenes but yeah there were some full-on matches that were in the books mm-hmm. that were actually detailed out which would have been really fun they would have been so good to see and i know like i said a lot of people are like oh i don't like it you're wrong <laughs> mm. i'm sorry also, I would have loved to see more Fred and George in the, oh the Quidditch. Oh my god, yes. I love them. They're so good. Mm-hmm. They did us dirty, man. They really did. Yeah. So sad. Very sad. I don't know if I have any more hot takes. <laughs> um, I can probably find a hot take here somewhere. <laughs> what about money can buy happiness? Um, Popular I- opinion. Money can buy dogs, so... (laughs) Yeah. Money can buy you a lot of things that can get you to happiness. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because to me, money can buy you financial security. Mm Mm-hmm. It can buy you a lot of things like, you know, a place, like a roof over your head, getting you out of debt, Mm -hmm. getting you a lot of stress relief, and Mm -hmm. making you content with stuff and not have to worry about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can focus on things that can bring you happiness. So not direct happiness, right? Mm-hmm. You can't go to the store and purchase happiness in a jar. But to me, yes, it can buy you happiness indirectly. Yeah, because it can make you to a point where you don't have to worry about certain things. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like you said, it can bring you financial stability. And I know a lot of people stress about that. I stress about that because we're millennials yeah. and we're broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and it's you just... yourself into so much debt to actually get yourself to a yes. place where you can work. And mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, by the way, now you got to pay all that debt back and you can't get a job. And yeah. yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, but you're supposed to be an adult and do things. Yeah, it's like, um... When I was your age, I had all this done by this. and It's like, that's nice, but um, I am not an adult. (laughs) 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 Just gonna throw that out. I only look like an adult. I look like an adult. I may talk like an adult. I may have an adult job. Does not make me an adult. (laughs) Inside my head? bunch of hamsters on wheels legit <laughs> and they're the hamsters from the kia commercial yes actually mine is track just suits. The, mine's just the wee music on repeat <laughs> <laughs> you and my cat fina yeah do 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 actually the newest thing that is on repeat in my head it's not the Wii song um it's it's a tiktok thing it's um the emotional damage oh so that's oh, um, what's on repeat in mine is um all those tiktoks with they've got like the cats or the dogs and they play my humps the start <laughs> of my humps and it they just got like the the start of it and they just have the paw Mm-hmm. Padding and like the little little butt wag l- wiggling and stuff. I love seeing that. So good. The fluffy animal side of TikTok. Yes, love that. The fluffy animal side is good. Also, unpopular opinion: rom coms are creepy as fuck. Yes, one hundred percent. Anything done in a rom com in real life would be super creepy. Yes, but also I still kind of like to watch them. You like to be creepy. <laughs> I like to be creeped out. I watch horror movies too. Same true. premise. True, true. Really? I think there's a different level of creepiness though, because it's like I've watched you every day for the last five years, mm-hmm. and I want to. Um... Yes, and that line can both fit into a horror movie and a romantic comedy. It's like I want to eat your skin. <laughs> and both of them will be said like you know one of them is from like 50 first dates and also the other one is like uh 50 first dates the time that you got your skin eaten off (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay okay example any any plot for a a rom-com could like be turned into like a horror movie just mm-hmm. you just have to say it the right way mm-hmm. right like so like 50 first dates right that's like that adam sandler one with drew barrymore and they're like she falls in love with her and she keeps ha- she has this like weird memory thing so every day she wakes up and she doesn't remember like short-term memory stuff mm-hmm. so she doesn't remember what happened the day before but she remembers like the majority of stuff like who she is overall and like her past her long-term mm-hmm. stuff but she doesn't remember what's happening in the short term 
and like making new memories. Doesn't mm-hmm. have that. Mm-hmm. So here's my plot description of that. Cause they're going to fall in love, get married and have a family. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. All sweet. Lovely. Let me give you my plot description. I'm just about to turn this into some horrific shit for you. Okay. I'm ready. 51st dates, a movie about a veterinarian who falls for a woman who wakes up each day with no recollection of the day before. Mm -hmm. He then proceeds to marry her against the wishes of her family and caretakers, trapping her on his boat where he impregnates her and brainwashes her into loving him each morning, using videotapes as evidence of their prior relations each day, completely disregarding any semblance of consent for the rest of her life. The end. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> That's scary, isn't it, Hexa? Ta frickin' da. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, you have a horror movie. Yeah, you do. Anything mm-hmm. can be made into a horror movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, rom-coms just, they're just, like, filled with not taking no for an answer, casual stalking, follow them home, show up at their house. They didn't get an address. They didn't get contact information. They just had it. Mm-hmm. Right? All these big public gestures and stuff. And then, like, that's just awkward to say no to. Yes. Very awkward to say no mm-hmm. to. Bursting into song. Right? That's just weird. Very weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And big romantic gestures. Like, with people that you don't have not known for very long. And have no idea, really, like, anything about you. Mm-hmm. These are all, like, clear indicators of, like unstable behavior just a tad like you'd be worried like is this person mentally healthy (laughs) yeah like am i safe here in public or should i run (laughs) or will that just set them off they might be like my love why are you running from me (laughs) or that just like turn them into like full predator mode yes Or they're just like, they turn into uh, Uganda Knuckles, who's like, why are you running? (laughs) The mating dance has begun. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I mean, like, that show You is the perfect example. But I love that show. I do, too. Right? But this perfect example of, like... The rom-com type of, like, tropes mm-hmm. meets creep factor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, like, it's emphasizing the creepy. hmm All of it is creepy. And it's great to watch. It's great. Oh, it's so great to watch. I fucking love it. It's so, it's such a good show. Mm-hmm. Also, everybody's, like, lusting after Joe. Yes. And that right there is... Red flag, red flag, red flag. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. He's a good-looking guy. He is a good-looking guy, yeah. Like, that actor is really good-looking and all that. And Badgley, yes. Mm -hmm. I could not remember his name (laughs) at all. But the fact that he can make that character, like, charismatic, Mm -hmm. and, like, you actually start to like that character even though he's a total fucking psychopath <laughs> is nuts. Yeah. It's very true. Oh, isn't that right? Hexa. Yes. 
she's up on the table like you've been doing this for too long you need to pay attention to me (laughs) (laughs) she says no we we must not like joe yeah she's wary of people named joe Mm -hmm. people like joe are very dangerous yes that's what she says as she rubs her face against a wet top <laughs> feel like there's probably more hot takes we could do but so maybe we'll have to do a part two follow-up oh i'm sure we'll have we have like many many unpopular opinions that we could come yeah. up with yeah i think we'll probably have to do a part two maybe people could send in their unpopular opinions too oh yes send it if you have unpopular opinions that you want us to hear or maybe if you disagree with our unpopular opinion email us melanie what's the email address you know i don't know it (laughs) our email is going to be inconsistentpodcast1 at gmail.com or you'll be able to send us a dm on instagram which will be at inconsistentpodcast1 one of these days i'll get it I have confidence that you will get it one of these days. Until then, I will keep throwing you on the spot. Okay, but like, maybe if I wrote it down. Maybe. Listeners, leave us a review if you think Melanie should start writing things down. (laughs) On paper that she can't lose. Exactly. Like her diplomas. (laughs) Here, I'll just, I'll get my diploma reprinted and then i'll write it on the diploma there you and go. i'll frame it and then i won't lose it problem solved yeah and then i'll <laughs> hang it on the wall and then i just gotta not lose a whole wall yeah right <laughs> if you lose a wall we need to have a talk i mean i'm pretty sure i could lose a wall though <laughs> i've got a talent i agree mm-hmm I'm pretty sure I would lose just about everything. Yes. Like, I'd lose my animals if they didn't keep coming back. Yes. Yeah, I've trained them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I pretty much have to work to get them to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think that's it for me. That's all my brain can handle right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any things to say to our listeners before we sign off? Keep your diplomas on your walls. <laughs> These, those things go missing. <laughs> okay, we'll see you in the next one, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>